0: On this week's show, the feel-good factor is back at Dover Athletic. Match winner
1: Luke Wandio tells us how he's fought his way back into the team after being transfer listed. I think all the fans and all the players can see how much I like being here and how much I love being here. So um, I think you could see it out on the pitch today. I think I left everything out on the pitch today.
0: And leading the chasing pack in the scaffold, Phoenix sports boss steve O'Boyle. Boyle feeling chipper after a five nil away win
2: to go here and, and come away with a clean sheet and um and a five nil win was um was excellent
0: hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the kent only podcast sponsored by nick cunningham plumbing and heating and we've just got the two interviews for you this week but do you know what they're both quite good we've both enjoyed them anyway so hopefully you will too. Uh, I'm John Phipps, who is capable of using the reply function on Messenger. And on the line now is a man who has the faith back. It's Matt Gerrard. How are you, mate? Not bad, not bad,
3: mate. Yeah, it's been a, a good good few days the, on the footballing front and a good few days in the in the life front, even though it is bloody cold at the minute. So, um, yeah, all good, mate. Thanks.
0: All good. Anything exciting going on then if you've had a good few days or just oh, uh,
2: well, enjoying to,
0: life? Uh, uh, no, nah, well, it's just standard stuff that goes on. Um.
3: Oh, just a nice meal out with the family on Sunday, um, yeah, just general stuff, mate, really, so uh, um, yeah, nothing exciting, just carrying on, as it is into March, so it is getting a little bit lighter in the mornings and a little bit warmer So we, for the dog walk, so um, spring is here, isn't it, so I've got a spring in my step, as they say.
0: Well, aren't you a right old sunny Tony, that's a lovely <laughs> yeah. start to the show. Uh, yes, um, yeah, all good here as well, actually, yeah, had a nice, uh, nice weekend, managed to um do some stuff started the new job as well which has been really good um quite glad that i'm not working tonight uh you know now i have actual proper days off i tell you being a freelancer is not all it's cracked up to be because it's just the constant you've just got to work do you know what i mean right.
1: so yeah, you know good, yeah, to I actually
0: suppose, yeah, yeah. not be a freelancer anymore is, is a massive relief and uh yeah I've, I've done a couple of shifts so far and uh yeah really, really, really you it. Your for time finished now or you still be doing that yeah no that's uh that's that's done for now I'm afraid uh-huh. um obviously with the with, with the other jobs it's got to be my priority but um yeah I've uh, I've I've loved doing that um but we shall uh we, we go again as they say but yeah exactly yeah exciting. yeah, exactly
3: yeah
0: a, a good all yeah, yeah. holidays
3: and all sorts mate yeah good to see you back on that
0: yeah that makes a massive difference I, I I said this before like but I had a weekend away uh back in in January and it was great it was lovely um but straight away i'd taken three days off work and when you're a freelancer you don't get any pay for that you just lose the three days off work so you know it's uh and you lose the three days pay so instantly when you go away not that i didn't enjoy my weekend but your first thought is kind of like oh hang on a second i could have spent i could have made some money doing this so um you know it's difficult but as i say all, all is good um everything seems to be going uh Going, going pretty well so yeah so far 2023 has been an all right year for me so i can't complain uh too much at all anyway it's our 247th episode i know can you believe it uh this week and of course that twin that usually becomes 24 7 quite appropriate for this show as last week it was almost a 24 7 operation as i actually set an alarm and got up at 5 a.m on thursday morning to edit the show i, oh, I did see it. that the download mate was very early I know. Well, I won't be doing that again. Uh, no. Although at least I was able to go back to bed. And to be brutally honest, I got up again about 10 o'clock. I had to go up to London on uh, on Friday afternoon. And I felt actually really refreshed. I felt really good. So maybe having a getting up for a couple of hours in the middle of the night is the future. And I mean, certainly with... Uh, if I'd stayed up and watched that three in test match, I'd have uh, had some enjoyment out of that uh, in the week. Uh, anyway, lots of companies have bundled on this 24-7 idea. The first page on Google alone had games, sports, fashion, blinds, money and car finance. I'm not quite sure all of those are going to be available all day, every day, but I'm not going to check it. Uh, it's also in more interesting news, the approximate number of acres in a square kilometre and, of course, loads of songs on Spotify as well. Uh, Bill and Ted, good pun, featuring JC Stewart. Stacey, which is spelled S-T-A-Y-C, uh, David Corey, The Neighbourhood, and probably my favourite, T-Babs, Naffy Mar, and Yo-Yo Michael, just to name a few uh, of songs with 24-7 or 247. Have you ever heard of any of them, Matt? Because I haven't.
3: Well, No, no, not at all, mate. And I know your music, your music is a bit more eclectic than mine. So, uh, no, 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 that's right. I've heard of Bill and Ted. Yeah, I
0: don't think film. it's
3: them. Oh, isn't? All right. Well, <laughs> why would you make a band? Named after a film. That's seems ridiculous. Well, or or they came themselves.
0: first This is clever though. They've called themselves. It's Bill and Ted, but it's actually two words: B I L L E N, Billen, and then the other one is Ted, T E D D. So you know they're, they're they're obviously being very clever, play on words. Ha ha, bants, But you know, has it has it worked? I don't know. No. Um, oh, okay. Anyway,
3: that must be a grungy
0: uh, band. I reckon there I I didn't actually listen to to Bill and Ted featuring JC Stewart, but I reckon that's going to be more on the uh, on the rap spectrum. And I'll tell you what, when you're talking at one point, I will fire that up and I'll let you know what they're like. Uh, Anyway, let's get on with the show. And we're going to start for the first time in a long, long time with Positivity. At Dover Athletic. Now on Tuesday I messaged Matt and asked if he'd be able to get us a Whites player for the show today. He suggested it may be difficult and that the result may perhaps not go their way. Those were not the words he used, mind. Uh, but as it happened on Tuesday night, Dover made it back-to-back 1-0 wins after beating Haven't Waltolubia 1-0 thanks for a goal from Luke Wanadio. A big turnaround for the wide man who was placed on the transfer list by Mitch Brundle. And Matt spoke to him after the game and he started by asking him about that Yeah, win.
1: massive three points. Massive three points. We're on a good run at the minute and I think I think everyone can see we're coming together as a unit now and really picking up results, which is fantastic for the players, the staff and all the fans, really. The fans are getting behind us, which is brilliant. So, yeah, we're on a good run.
2: Yeah.
1: What, what do you think the turnaround? The manager's come
3: in. Firstly, he placed you on the transfer list. Um, you've worked your way back in. First
1: of all, how did you feel when you were put on the transfer list? Um, I think, obviously, for any player, it's not nice um, to be put on a transfer list. But I think I understood... The manager's reasonings to why What were those reasonings? I think the the club needed to get players in So I think it's understandable Um, I think Pavy went out the door And Chike obviously left as well But I think I've worked my way back in And I think think all the fans and all the players Can see how much I like being here And how much I love being here So um, I think you could see it out on the pitch today I think I left everything out on the pitch today So I think being on the transfer list Is in the past now And I'm just looking forward the man he's spoken to you about, you know, did you have any offers to go anywhere else? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, but I just think um, they weren't right. They weren't, they weren't right for me and I, I think I've worked my way back into the team now and I'm happy to Im- be involved in the team and I'm, I want to I wanna play for this club. I want to work hard in the shirt. I want to do everything the manager tells me to. So, yeah, no, it's good to be here. It's, it's, it's fantastic to be here at the minute and um, long may the run continue. You're not, you're not the oldest man in the world, but compared to some of the players out there, Dover
3: have got a very young team, particularly today, a couple of eighteen-year-olds alongside you in midfield. Um,
1: how's it being a sort of the elderly statesman in the midfield? Do you know what I think? They were brilliant, man. I think losing Martz at the start of the game—you kind of—that's that's the captain. That's the—he's the big player in the, t- in the team. he's the voice. He's the one that gets us through. So losing him at the start of the game was was a tough one to take. But I think you look at Freddie Oliver in there, man. He looks like he's played games so many games in this league. You Look at Luke Baptiste. He was brilliant in there today. And I think we outworked him. We outpassed him. We outplayed them. I'd say for a good 70 minutes of the game. So I, could, I, I think everyone's just buying into what the manager's saying and we're on a great run and long may it continue, as I say. Talk about your goal, good movement, goalie saved it, right place, right time. Well, I thought Luke Baptiste was going to square it, to be honest with you, but do you know what I mean? Keepers made a good save and I think I'm just in the right place at the right time and I think... It's, an, it's another fantastic win. I think the lads went to Taunton on Saturday. Obviously, I couldn't be there because I was unwell. But going to Taunton away and winning at Taunton, that's a massive result. And then coming home today and playing against haven and beating haven who are in the top three in the league for the whole season. It's a fantastic result. And I think we've, we've now got another two home games and hopefully we can just keep the run going, man. We're playing so well right now and just keep together, stay competitive, stay running, stay working hard and let's just keep the run going.
3: What would you say about the manager? You are about the same age as Mitch Brundle. It, 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 coming in as a young manager, has he got the respect of the players?
1: Is it easier because you know him being in the dressing room? I think it is a lot easier because we know him. It's a lot easier. He's still he's our manager, but at the end of the day, he's still one of us. If that makes sense, he's been with us from the start of the season to now. He's gone from an assistant manager slash player to now the manager. So it's 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 like having your one of your best mates as a manager so I think he kind of knows what it's like to be a player and I think that's probably what's bringing out the best in the boys and as you can see you can see it out on the pitch man we've been since he's taken over we've been brilliant I know we had a rocky start at the start of it which was him finding his feet and all of us finding our feet till the way he wanted to play but I think you look at us now and it's we just look different. We look more together. We're running, we're working harder and I, I think the fans can see it and they can appreciate it a little bit more.
3: Yeah, the fans have had much to cheer about over the last few years as well. So coming in it now, what's the main aim for the season? I know, you know, everybody was saying is get as high as you can in
1: the league, I suppose, isn't it now from now on? I think for now it's just let's just stay competitive, keep the run going and just finish as high as possible. I think that's it really. I think with with the more wins I think we're steering away from the relegation pack. So all we can really do now is keep the wins coming, stay together. There's going to be ups and downs. Don't get me wrong, there's always going to be ups and downs, but I think we've just got to stay together, stay compact and try to finish as high as possible and keep the fans singing.
0: That's a great interview, that one, Matt. good honesty from him about the situation and a good result to boot.
3: Yeah, um, I've never thought that football, uh, again, people manage to listen to this, football's not rocket science. And and what Dover have got under Brundle is somebody who's clearly got absolute passion for the job because you know it's a big opportunity for him at his age and he's just made Dover more resilient more organized if you don't concede you don't lose admittedly and he admits it they've got to do more in the final third because they do create chances they haven't got anybody to put often to put the ball in the back of the net but just the positivity and you know under the previous manager you know there was a bit of um Friction between the sport base. Some people wanted him to go. Some people wanted him to stay. But with Brundle, everybody is fully behind him. A, because he's got some results. And B, um, he's as passionate as the supporters are of being success. And again, it could all go wrong and things from that. But it, the positivity of him it rubbing off on, I think, everybody at the club. And the players are overjoyed as well. And it's back-to-back wins. You know, people for back-to-back wins, but, you know, the way Dover have performed over the last 18 months or so, um, you've got to to hold on to these things and hope they can go again. They've got back-to-back home week, no two more home games in the space of a week now, and I'm not saying they're going to win all of them, but it's just, there is a bit of positivity, and um, as a football club, it needed it, and long live Mitch Brundle,
0: because he's, you know, a good player and thing, but he's doing a good job in management at his young age. And Luke Wanadio there, Matt, he spoke very, very well, actually. I was very impressed with, with, with the interview. And, you know, he said there he was put on the transfer list, but he's fought his way back in and he's, he's come up trumps there and, and proved his worth. And, you know, we know he's a good player at this level. And I guess he's one player who you would look at and say, under Andy hessenthal he was underperforming, but now he seems to be back to what we know we can get from Luke Wanadio. Yeah.
3: And I think, again, Brundle was said to him, right, this is your role you want to be. In some context, under Heston Tyler, he did slow the game down a little bit when he got the ball, because I don't really know. He he, he played in all sorts of positions. Yesterday, he played central midfield. Um, again, he is a good player. Little touches he gets on. And he's been given a bit more freedom uh, under uh, uh, Mitch Brundle. And he, he's been rewarded. He's scored a couple of goals. Um, and I think he sort of, as you mentioned, the elder statesman of the team there, I think he's really enjoyed having that role of mentoring the young players coming through. And, um, yeah, it, it is up to him. I think he, he said he enjoys staying there, but he's just got to make sure, because some clubs he's got he sort of, he doesn't stay around too often. So maybe it's up to him to try and own himself another contract at the end of the season. But, I mean, he's enjoying his football, and Mitch Brandle admitted before he maybe got it wrong, and interested in what, what he said in there. He realised why he was put on the transfer list and he's trying to improve his game, and it worked last night, definitely.
0: And and I suppose as well, you know, he says he's enjoying being the older statesman, but I like the fact, you know, he was talking about the young players there and he had a real sort of uh, delight, I think, in in what's happening at Dover Athletic. And I suppose for a a player, having been there and and, and probably not been enjoying his football so much in the first half of the season, it must be such a great fillip to be part of something that looks like it's it's the start of something pretty special. I mean, we're not going to get carried away. Mitch Brundle hasn't been in charge for that long, but... You know, there's there's no reason why Dover can't continue to grow under him. And um, you were looking over your shoulder when Mitch got the job, but now you're looking upwards. And and that's you know, I'm not saying for a second you're going to get into the playoffs coming into the season, but you are at least looking in the right direction now.
3: I think we're really looking in the right direction. Yeah, Again, okay. we're not going to get carried away, Dover. I don't think we're going to get promoted. And if you speak to every sort of Dover supporter, you will probably say. um, all they want, really, is to be competitive in the league. maybe I mean, even a few cup runs, and if Mitch Bundle could do that, he's only going to um, improve his own worth in the game. A young manager, and what it comes out, he's so passionate and hungry to succeed. Um, that must be rubbing off on the players. Um, and I, I don't want to criticise Annie Hesantala too much, but you know, I don't know if you've seen the documentary that came out about David Jonovine.
0: I haven't seen it. It's been flagged up to me. I put, uh, you're on the titles, apparently.
3: Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Because a bit of my commentary on that. And, <laughs> it, 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 from that, he it just looked tired and, um, from from that. And he just, uh, and to be honest, Mitch Bunnell's done a really good job. But I think anybody coming in would would have been given um, the full backing of the supporters. But Mitch Bunnell being an ex-player has sort of really galvanised that. The only disappointing thing was that the crowds have dropped a bit. Again, three Home games in a week is difficult at uh, this time of uh, current uh, financial woes for people. But, um, yeah, it, it's positivity. That, that's all you can ask for, really. So, um, and the most important thing is I don't think we're
0: going to get relegated. Oh, you say about Andy Hessen's Tyler there and, you know, he was always very good to the show. Yeah, yeah yeah, a, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I, what I'm going to say is you say he looked tired in that documentary. I'm not bloody surprised because managing Dover over the past three years must have been a really hard gig with the COVID and, you know, the season where uh, you pulled out of the league. And then obviously last season when you started on minus 12 and never really had a prayer. You know, I, I can completely understand it. And I think I guess the frustration probably for you and other Dover supporters is that it was probably quite obvious that things had gone stale. And that's no disrespect to Andy Heston Tyler at all. But it was obvious that things, it needed a shake-up. And I suppose the frustration for you is that it didn't happen a little bit sooner.
3: Yeah, I think people would have said that if Annie Santana had left and um, Brundle would come in a bit earlier, we might have had a better season. But I, I think um, the partner of the Waves was good for all things. And, every, and You know, we didn't expect Mitch Brundle. If somebody said to me, Mitch Brundle will be the manager in January, the 1st of January, I'd probably laughed at you. But... Um, at the moment, it's working well. So that's all, all we can ask for. We're not going to get too carried away. Um, but there's a bit of optimism and a bit of, bit of love at the club at the moment for the supporters. So, And we haven't had that for such a long time. It, it's good to see.
0: It was almost
3: an all-binary
0: affair uh, over the week in the National League South for our sides. But Epswich spoilt it uh, with their 2-2 draw at Farnborough on Tuesday night. 80 points now for Fleet. Uh, 14 clear after that draw, which followed the 1-0 win at Chelmsford on Saturday. Dartford drew 0-0 with Oxford City in a game that, by all accounts, was an absolute stinker. Uh, Dover, as we've heard, won 1-0 at Taunton. Uh, Welling drew 1-1 with Chippenham. And Tunbridge Angels won 1-0 at Bath. Uh, Welling then lost 1-0 at home to Hemel Hempstead, uh, managed by former boss Brad Quinton as well on Tuesday night. While Angels won again thanks to Johnny Henley, the keeper, saving two penalties in the win at Hampton and Richmond Borough. And Jay Saunders side, Matt, now just a point outside the playoffs. Impressive run.
3: Yeah, they've been on a really good run recently. Tommy Wood back. Um, solid defensively. Henley couldn't play the previous game, I think, because he had a family commitment. They had a good result down at Bath. Yeah. We know when we spoke to Jay Saunders, when they beat Dover uh, back end of January, that he thought they could be able to get in the playoffs. They're they're in a good position. It's quite a tight playoff race, but they're in form. They've got a manager who knows this league, knows how the playoffs work. So um, why not? Could Tumbridge Angels get in the uh, the National League? We'll have to wait and see. But... uh, Uh, a fantastic season, and it shows that we were shocked when um, they got rid of Steve McKim, but fantastic appointment of Jay Saunders, and he's living up to his reputation once more.
0: Yeah, I mean, people have been saying a lot about Jay, about, you know, what what a great manager he is, and obviously, um, it didn't really work out for him at Margate, but I think, you know, Pep Guardiola could go in and struggle (laughs) at Margate, um, to be brutally honest with the way things have gone there over the past couple of years, but I think Thomas Angels. Yes, we, we did discuss, didn't we, the, the 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 shock of Steve McKim going. And I think at the time, certainly, I don't know if I said it on the show, but certainly my thinking was they've got to go in and get someone and make the right appointment. And they did. They went and got a man who knows all about this level of football, lives in the area, you know, he's one of the best managers in Kent without a shadow of a doubt, and and he's proving it there. You know, Thomas Angels. They far from having the biggest budget in that in that division. But they are knocking on the door, and and it's absolutely fantastic for them and their supporters. You know, getting the 3G pitch down has, has made a massive difference for them, and it's 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 going really really well. And and there must be such a feel good factor there, uh, Matt. I know you you obviously speak to Matt Davison a bit, who's a a, a diehard Tunbridge Angel supporter, and I, and I'm sure he's very cock-a-hoop at the moment. Yeah,
3: I I think um, they're having a season better than they expected, and I think I think what impressed me the most is their waveform has been so good. You would have thought. With a 3G pitch down, um, it's your, your home form will be the way forward, way to go to get um, where you're pointing. But you know, back-to-back away wins where they've had it from there, really, really good results. And Hampton's a tough place to go, Bath's a tough, tough place to go, but I think that that, that shows what they've got um, they've got their locker. Can they? It's going to be quite tight, but they're in a, in good form at the moment, um, and I, I think the experience of Jay Saunders being here before. When he got Maidstone, I'm not going to say they're going to get promoted, but um, I think Maidstone had a late rush into the playoffs and he'll know how to just handle the players at this time of the season. But should be an interesting couple of months for them before the end of the season, I think.
0: Yes, uh, quickly, and actually Southwell south have had a point deducted um, today from their tally for playing Jay Simpson uh, in a couple of games when he hadn't had... Got- sufficient international clearance I think it was Uh, so they lost the point that they earned in the two games before his international clearance came through Uh, a frustration uh, for Warren Feeney whose team are struggling a little bit on the pitch as well at the moment. Uh, a real West Country feel to the fixtures this week. Uh, Dover welcome Bath to Crabble. Uh, Tunbridge Angels at home to Taunton. and Dartford go to Weymouth. The Welling head to Hungerford, which isn't quite as far, as far west as the rest, but it's well on the bloody way along the M4. Uh, Ebb Street host Hemel Hempstead. and On Tuesday, all five are in action. Dover are home to Chesson. Angels at Eastbourne. Fleet at host Inform Worthing. It's Farmer against Welling and Hungerford against Dartford. Are you uh, at, at both games next week?
3: Yeah, I should be. I should be. Yeah, I should be. Able to. definitely there on Saturday, so I should be able to make Tuesday. So, and I'm not going to get carried away of winning two more. At a game. Bath will be a tough game uh, for Dover. And we've got a few injury problems as well because the squad is bare. Paxman's gone back. I forgot to mention that. But I think um, the wages on Ebsleet and they wanted Dover to pay the full whack, and Dover can't afford it. So, unfortunately, he's gone. But we've got the youngsters in, and some of the youngsters have done a job. So, uh, should be there. Again, in my pessimist hat, you know i would probably take two draws so we carry on the unbeaten run, really. <laughs> there you go.
0: Absolutely. Uh, in the National League, it was a 0-0 draw for Bromley at Eastleigh on Saturday and a 1-1 uh, for Maidstone against Gateshead. And another 1-1 draw on Tuesday night for the Stones as well uh, against Scunthorpe United, while Bromley were 2-1 winners uh, at Torquay. Bromley are ninth, two points outside the playoffs, and they have played more games uh, than Southend, who are in 7th and obviously have survived a winding up order. Uh, this week, Maidstone, nine points adrift uh, for, or nine points from safety at the foot of the table. And they've played three games more than Gateshead, who are the closest team to the Manny on 33 points. We kind of said this last week, but it's it's, it's looking difficult uh, for Maidstone. And, and, and Bromley will be frustrated as well, Matt, because they've dropped out of the playoff places there. You know, they're not having a bad season by any stretch of imagination. Their biggest problem, I suppose, is, is scoring goals. Only 49 in their 34 games. They've conceded 41, so only a plus eight goal difference. And we know that that could be a big thing come the end of the season. Yeah, I think, you know, they don't lose many games, Probably That difficult result against Woking, good
3: result against Torquay. Um, I think they'll be there and there about. It seems quite tight because some of the sides at the top of the table are losing it a little bit um, down the bottom of the table as well as at the top of the table, not. But like the Chesterfield and Wokins aren't doing too well. So, yeah, I'm still confident that Bromley can be in there and about there because we know they can go and run. So, um, for from, from Maidstone, really, you think you needed, they needed to win at one of those games against Gateshead and Scunthorpe because just to stop the rot of not winning football matches. So, um, it's going to be tight for them back-to-back away games now. And again, I think we said it before, maybe they should prioritise the trophy. If the league's gone, um, a trip to Wembley would definitely uh,
0: be a a good day for Maidstone United fans. Yeah, this weekend, Bromley are home to second place, Notts County. That title race is something else up the top there, isn't it? One point between Wrexham uh, and Notts County. Maidstone go to Solihull Moors and then a full programme on Tuesday night with Bromley at home to York. Uh, while Maidstone travel to face Wealdstone. So uh, a couple of tough trips for them. 12th and 13th, those two teams that they've got to play uh, this week. Now let's move down to the Southern Counties East League there in our second interview of the week. A great result uh, on Tuesday night for Phoenix Sports as they moved up to second place in the table with a 5-0 win at Lord'swood. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had Steve O'Boyle on the show. The first game of the season in fact was the last time that we saw him. So let, it was a good time to catch up with him after that fine win. So here he is the Phoenix Sports boss Steve O'Boyle.
2: Yeah, it was a very good win last night. We've been in good form Lord'swood uh, recently and um, you know we, was, um, we knew we had to be our very best last night if, was, if we was going to get a result. So I um, boys knew what they, um, the boys were warned about it on Saturday after, after a good win against Whitstable. and um, like you say they turned up last night and I thought that was excellent
0: as you say Lords would have been on a good run of form and, and even though they're further down the table to win 5-0 away from home at this level is always tough isn't it
2: of course yeah um, like you say they've had some really really good results recently you know, they beat Whitstable at home they were 3-0 up against Europe and Belvedere away and drew 3 all. But, um, you know, we haven't had the opportunity to to, um, to have them watched since um, since the management change, and um, so we were sort of going in there blind. And um, you, you you got you got um, you got to take um, you got to take note of the results you have been getting. So you know, to go there and, and come away with a clean sheet and um, and a five 0 five win was um, was excellent. And um, you know, like you say, it was um, a good nice work. A couple of players get getting
0: two two goals as well, and a, a few penalties for you over the weekend.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we've gone. We had a little spill when we were reading it, so um, to get a few to get um, to get a couple of penalties at them last night and one Saturday. Yeah, it's good, you know. But um, you know, they were penalties, and um, like you say, um, the boys steps up. Um, like I say, and steps up, and we have scored um, three penalties over the over the space of a few days. Up to second in the league
0: table, it, it, it's, it's certainly an interesting battle at the top. And in Irith and Belvedere, they've been a long way clear, but they're having a little bit of a stutter. Do you think you can catch them?
2: No, <laughs> but it's one of them. I did say to the players last night, you know, I won't ever give up. You know, not until it's mathematically um, impossible. So. You know, you've got to be there just in case something does happen. You know, like say they've had a phenomenal season, they're having a little star, um, you know, a little blip that every team has, um, but it's just a blip. And I do, I do, um, I do think they're a very good side. They've um, got some very good players, and I don't think it'll be long until they're back, they're back up, and you know, winning games again.
0: Obviously, it's important that you are hot on their tails because there is only one playoff place up for grabs, and, and and you
2: want it, don't you? Oh, it was the that was the um that was the um that's what we wanted from from you know after the relegation last season. You know, I I didn't want to um I didn't want to um, mess around. I wanted to go straight back up, and that was always the um that was always the intention. You know, so we, we you know like I say we've come down, um, and to be honest with you. Um, we have been a little bit jekyll and hyde this season, you know. We've sort of you think you, you think you're um, you're going in the right direction, and then all of a sudden we're throwing a here you know, throwing a really bad performance, and um, that's sort of been our Achilles' Hill this year. Um, but we've 13 games to go. We're in it. We're in a good position, and um, I'm, I hope, or you know, I'm hoping that you know now that we might get our out form towards now and the end of the season, which will be a very, very good time to get that. So um like I say, good result last night, not getting too carried away. We've got some big games to play. Um, you know, we've still got to play Deal. We've still got to play Earith Town. Um, you know, we've got some we've got some hard games to play. Punjab have been playing well recently, got them to play and Bulls again. So we've got you know, we've got a lot of lot of hard games to play. But you know, after last night, we're in the second, um, and we just got to make sure that you know that, that we that we carry on playing the way we're playing in the last few weeks. So that's, that's that's what we that's what we're looking to do.
0: There's obviously been a lot of talk about playoffs and how there's there's, there's not enough playoff places at the moment but uh, if we just focus on this season because uh, as I know you said to the club we all knew what it was at the start of the season but if you finish second and you're in a good run of form surely you fancy yourself against someone from the league above who's probably not in such a good run of form
2: Yeah you know, you look listen it, it, I don't really know what, who we get to play I don't, I don't, I'm not you know people say that we play against the team in the southeast. East um, I'm not sure that's 100% Correct, so I don't really know what it will be, but there are still some real big, strong teams in the south east down the bottom, and um, you know, like so. It's one of them that first off, let's get second, and if we do get second, you know, we'll play off against someone at the end of the season and we will give it everything we got in a one off game. And I still I still, you know, like say, in a one off game, I I I, I rate our squad, you know, and um we we'll take anyone, we'll take anyone. But first off, we've got to get to second second spot and then we deal with that once we get there.
0: And you could take a big step this week, so you've got Holland and Blair away on Saturday at their new pitch and then a massive one against Hereford Town on Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Um Owens and Blair have had a good result in the week. Mine um, on penalties have got into the semi-final. Um, and I don't think I've ever had an easy game Owens and Blair. You know, obviously got a new 3G pitch and whatever, which, um, which which I'm looking forward to seeing. But I don't think I've ever had an easy game Owens and Blair, so I'm not expecting a, an easy ride on Saturday. Um, you know, they've got an experienced manager and, you know, you still look through their team and they've still got some good players. So... You know, we, we can't afford to take our, um, you know, our foot off the pedal. We've got to go there and, and carry on carry on where we left off on Tuesday. Um, and like I say, we're looking to go there and get a win, of course. Um, and then it sets us up really well for, for Wednesday night against the area where, you know, which is going to be a very, very big game because, you know, Woody's done a fantastic job at Erif over the last few years, you know, like say took over that club and, um, they were, they were like, they were always relegation fodder and, um, he's turned them around. He's been, you know, he's had a lot of stability there over the last few years. He's done a great job and, um, and they deserve to be where they are when they're challenging and, um, we played them first game of the season away from home one three one. one but they were they were very 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 good on the night and um, I'm expecting a really really tough game on Wednesday and um, you know like you say if we can go into the game in front of them you know um, they've got to come and they've got to beat us
0: Well he sounded a bit hoarse there Matt I, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been yelling at his players uh, all through that 5-0 win at Lordswood but he said there, very honestly, can you catch you with the Belvedere? And he went, no. And if the Belvedere have won 4-0 uh, this evening against Holmesdale at home. Um, so it's it's looking tough. But Phoenix Sports, all they can do is is get as close as they can, isn't it? Uh,
3: I think all the sides in that division, um, I don't think anybody can side this side of the season. Hunting down a, what, 16-point, 17-point gap is going to be very, very difficult. But good result at the weekend. Yeah, you wouldn't mess with him. when That voice, he's in the changing room. Very husky voice, wasn't it? So he had there. Yeah. I think the season they had last year, um, maybe it was a season, that maybe we didn't, we didn't tip them to be near the top of the table. Well, didn't tip them to chip it, but they thought we'd be around and about it. But I think they've got some, he's confident in his players' abilities. The more interesting come out of that point, that um, thing was we mentioned about the playoffs, John. So there's no guarantee that, they could play the likes of Favish and all City more than. Is that what he was sort of saying?
0: Well, he was saying it was it's was all up in the air. I mean, the the grand plan of how this is supposed to work is that it's the, the second place teams from all the sixteen step forward step five divisions take on the teams who've either finished third bottom or fourth bottom in the league above. But obviously, with geography and how everything works like that. Um, you know there is a possibility that the side in the scaffold could not play a team from the Ismin League South East because I would imagine Southern Combination team would also play a team from the South East. You don't know about the combined counties who that would be. You would hope that it would be a sort of scaffold, Ismin South East blockbuster, but you do never know. And last year, obviously, it was very complicated because I think it was ten of the sixteen ended up going up automatically anyway, and the six playoff games were. Pretty random places, actually, and that would be a real challenge for whoever finishes second in the scaffold. If you were to be chucked against a team from uh, uh, the, the, the team from the team like that. that
3: wants to go up or the team that's fighting, who've done well in their league, they're always away as well. As so I read that, Craig.
0: that's great, isn't it? I think so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's an interesting conundrum because if you're the team who's finished, he's finished second in in the Step Five League. I can't touch on this with Steve there. If you're the team who's finished second and step five, you're full of confidence. And if you're the team who's finished third or fourth bottom in the league above, you're not so high on confidence. So I do think that gives you, you know, a little bit of an advantage, you know. And if you, and if you, if you go to a place and, and, you know, it's one of the clubs that aren't that well supported and, you know, it, it, it's a good opportunity. And I think, it, you know, I think we all know, and we discussed this on last week's show, we all know that we need a proper playoff system in the... From step five to step four, I think that needs to be sorted out. But actually, these games when they come around will be exciting, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a, you know, that's a, a really positive sort of thing for for how it could work for for those actual games when the fixtures come around. I mean, in an ideal world, obviously you will second in the scaffold somehow it goes up automatically because of points per game or whatever it is at, at the league above. But you know, as Steve said there, and, and as, as he said elsewhere. They knew the situation at the start of the season. All they can do is finish second and give themselves a chance.
3: Well, the players have got Ryan Hayes still can do a job. Teams will be, I think you're right, teams that have finished second, if you've gone on a bit of a run, they always say the team in the playoffs. you go into that game full of confidence. People won't expect you maybe to, to win away from home. They've got some good players. They know how to win matches. In a good position, he said they've still got some tough games to play till the end of, this, the, end of the season. But, I think if you go into that with a bit of confidence, they maybe have a chance of, of getting that, um, uh, playing one of those sides. It, it, again, I, I'd be disappointed if, if one of our scaffold sides doesn't play. We're hoping it's not going to be a Kent side there, but, um, you know, at least from the Eastman South East division to make it a real blockbuster game. So, but they're, they're in a good position, um, Eric, but we, we've we seen it all along this season in, in the season in the scaffold that anybody can beat anybody unless, you know, Everton, and Belvedere have lost twice, but they're the only side that have been consistent enough to beat to beat what's put in front of them. Everybody could beat anybody, so it's still a long way to go. What well, we've got 12, 13 games to go. I think teams, any team down to about eighth probably think they've got a chance on it.
0: You can tell we're getting to the business end of the season because for the first time this year, I'm actually on the non-league predict- projections for next season uh, spreadsheet, which I'm not getting too deep into at the moment. But it doesn't look like there's going to be many chance of uh, reprieves or automatic teams going straight up. So uh, it could be a bit of a challenge um, for for those teams. It will. It looks like it's going to be a playoff, but... You know, as, as as he said there, and I thought that was a really good chat as well. Um, you know, we can only beat what's in front of us. We can only do a, 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 as good as we can. And that game on Wednesday night next week, Phoenix Sports against Sirith Town. I, I was there on the opening day of the season, or uh, they played it on the Friday night, and that was a really good game, a really close game. And I, I'm sure it'll be a, a fascinating encounter. And and that game could go a long way to deciding who gets second spot in the end.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think it is. You're putting, trying to put down a market. It's finding consistency. Those sides in the playoff mix, if they can get that, cons- get, keep get on right. Let's get on and run. Beat one of our local sides. Just just to the then We looked at Hollands and Blair as well. What can they do? Um, consistency has been a problem for them as well all season, but they've lifted their game. New ground, you know, the new pitch. They want to make sure that turns into a fortress. Should be a cracking game. That one.
0: Yes, the rest of the results in the scaffold over the weekend. Canterbury won, Hollins and Blair won. Uh, deal Town with two new winners over Beersted. Did you know what was unique about that that one, Matt? I do, because
3: I spoke to somebody at Dover yesterday and he's been going to football more to, for about 60 years and it's the first time he's been at a game where a bloke scored twice from a corner. Same place yes.
0: Jack Penny, uh, the deal left back, scored both goals uh, for the Hoops in their two win over Beersted direct from corners. Uh, 423 people there on Saturday as well, which is a great crowd. He uh, did so that he well did it,
3: they had a young goalkeeper in Beerstead. I don't know if you targeted him, but you know, still, it's still a good effort to, uh, to score from a corner once, let alone twice in a game.
0: Absolutely. It was Earth Town three, Welling Town two, an absolute thriller that one. Uh, Jamie Humphreys with a hat trick for the home side as they came from 2 0 down uh, to beat Welling, who obviously we spoke about last week on the show. It was a uh, Glebe two, Kennington two, Russell 4 0 winners at K Sports. As you've already heard, Phoenix Sports beat Witzwold Town by two goals to one. Irith and Belvedere were beaten for the second time in in a month at Punjab United. Paul Vines on target in the 16th minute to give Punjab a 1-0 win Uh, in that game. Punjab have really turned their form around as well. So exciting times for them. Susan Athletic 3-2 winners over Stansfeld. Thomas Wells beat Fisher by two goals to one. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, another Jack Penny corner caused problems as Dealtown beat Irith Town by a goal to nil. As we always mentioned, it was 5-0 for Phoenix Sports at Lordswood. And Fisher did beat Punjab United by a goal to nil. Uh, And then on Wednesday night, as I've already mentioned earlier on, but it was Irith and Belvedere four homes down nil. Irith and Belvedere had a little bit of a blip. I think they were without a win in three, uh, but that's a very very pleasing result for them, isn't it, Matt?
3: Yeah, I, I don't think anybody doubted they weren't going to um, go on and win the division. Um, you know, maybe maybe a little nervy at halftime. I'm they scored all their goals in the second half. But yep, yeah, the champagnes on ice. Them and Ebsley, I think, uh, are the sides that are going to win the divisions from a Kent point of view this year.
0: This weekend, Beersted against Wellington. it's Irith and Belvedere against Sutton Athletic, Fisher take on Lordswood, it's Hollands and Blair against Phoenix Sports, Holmesdale against Deal Town, Kennington take on Canterbury City, it's Punjab United against Rustle, Stansfeld against Irith Town, Tunbridge Wells host Glebe and Whitstable are at home to K-Sports, and then on Tuesday night, Irith and Belvedere against Hollands and Blair, uh, Lordswood against Deal Town, Tunbridge Wells against Canterbury City, uh, Wellington against Stansfeld. a couple of games on Wednesday, Homesdale against Whitstable, as we've already heard, that big game between Phoenix Sports and Irith Town uh, into the first division of the Southern Counties East League. Uh, still plenty to play for in that division. Uh, the results on Saturday was AFC Whiteleaf 1, FC Elmstead 1, Strike Strikeforce 2 0 winners over Croydon, a 0 0 draw between Forest Hill Park and Staplehurst Monarchs, Greenways 3 2 winners at Meridian VP, a 4 0 win. For Rochester over Bermondsey Town. Snodland beat SC Thamesmead 2-0. Lidtown beaten 3-1 at Tooting Beck. Uh, and then in midweek, just a game, two games tonight. Uh, a five-goal thriller as Lewisham and Barra beat Meridian VP 3-2. And Snodland Town 1-0 winners over Strike Strikeforce. With Matt Gething on the score sheet, Matt. We spoke about him last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a, a, a good win for, for Snodland. Four points clear at the top now. They have played a game more but to beat Faversham Strikeforce, who were there or thereabouts as well, is it that it kind of opens up that gap a bit, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I think maybe Matt Gethin is the cherry on the top of the cake. He could be the man that could make all the difference for them um, to to get promoted. Big game against Faversham Strikeforce. They come through that. Um, yeah, that's a big. It's a big signing for him. He scored a lot of goals in the league above. Um, and that really could be a difference uh, from that for Snodland. Um, I think it'll be great achievement for them to play in, uh, in the Scaffal Premier Division. And they, they must be confident if they've signed him. They must think right. That's the final part of the jigsaw. So, yeah, a fantastic achievement if they can get there. Good crowd as well. 150 odd on a on a on a cold Wednesday Wednesday night. Em and Larkfield, they've played each other, haven't they? Both two 0 nil when we said this.
0: Yeah, they place. played the other
3: week, didn't they? they yeah, yeah. So the... yeah, so that is head to head in those sort of um, seeing what they can uh, do. They'll be checking each other's results when they come off the pitch. But Matt Gethin, he could be the difference um, for Snodland, I really do think that.
0: Yeah, fixtures this weekend. Brighton Rovers against Greenways. It's Croydon against Teaching Beck. FC Armstead against Snodland. Forest Hill take on SC Thames Media. It's Larkfield and New against against and Borough. Lid Town against Rochester United. Staplehurst Monarchs against AFC Whiteleaf. Uh, Tuesday night, AFC White against Brydon Ropes, Meridian VP against Croydon, and then a hat-trick of games uh, on Wednesday, Lewisham Borough against Bermondsey Town, Staple's Monarchs against Larkfield and New Hyde, and Tooting Beck against Snodland. Uh, let's move on up to the Isthmian League Premier Division. Uh, we spoke to a in victor on the show last week, and uh, they had a very good result at Potter's Bar on Saturday, as they won 5-0 uh, away from home, a fantastic result uh, for them. And uh, it's now doing the rounds, Matt, and uh, I did send you this uh, from work uh, yesterday, that apparently the fee for Adi Yusuf was £40,000. I mean, you can understand why folks accepted it, can't you?
3: I would have probably driven him to Hornchurch. No disrespect to Adi Yusuf, good player. For 40 th- I couldn't believe it when you sent that through. Um, folks um, um, would have taken their hands off there. But, you know, Folks, we know the financial difficulties, but A player at step three getting offered 40000 Take your hand off there. Good player. And folks are going to invest it wisely. Um, um, Every club's got to take that sort of money on. It does seem strange to me. No disrespect to Hornchurch. If you've got £40,000 to spend. I'm not dissing Adi Yusuf here because he's a good player. Probably get better if you is that wrong of me to say that you know what I'm trying to say
0: this is a tough one because probably you you know, get a lot uh,
3: of players from the National League for 40,000 who score goals
0: you could but how many players will, will be wanting to drop down from the National League to, to play at Hornchurch I mean it, it, as well as Hornchurch are doing their third in the table Um, you know but I, I just don't think you could I, I, I don't know it, it's they've obviously made their decision Um, that they're, they're reportedly paying him the big bucks as well. And, and you know, he's he, he's living up to it because he scored in their win at Cray Wanderers on Saturday. And I suppose if we move away from that, um, Folks and Victor are now above Cray Wanderers in the league table. Uh, they're up to eight. They're only three points outside the playoff places. So, obviously, Folkestone are doing well out of it as well. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah that could allow them to keep players for next season. Maybe uh, it, it, it's too much for them to turn down. Oh, I cannot, do, you know, John, do you think Adeus is worth £40,000?
0: Well, I mean, I've not seen him play that often, but, but I don't think any Step 3 football is worth £40,000 <laughs> exactly, to that's another Step 3 team. No.
3: So, uh, well, fair play to Hornchurch. They must be desperate to play um, Conference South football. I just couldn't believe it from, from that. Fair play to Folkestone for getting that, for that, get that fee for and I'm not dissing out of Yusuf here, but yeah, I, that seems to whoever negotiated that folks. Folkestone. Slap on the back, well done, well played.
0: And I would, I would just say on that, I hope Hornchurch have learnt lessons from previous uh, escalates <laughs> yes, when yes. they went up the pyramid before. Uh, the other results on Saturday, a thriller: uh, Enfield 0-0, Margate 0, uh, Hern Bay beaten 2-1 at home by Averley, and then on Tuesday night, Hern Bay beaten 3-0 at the leaders, Bishop Stortford. Hern Bay Matt, uh, eight points away from safety. They've got a game in hand on the teams above them, but getting to the stage now with. 11 games left to play. They've got to start winning games consistently now, haven't they?
3: Yeah, a disappointing result. Yeah, I think, that, you know, especially you lose a couple of games and then other teams around you win a game. We thought last time, I think oh, they were in touch distance of getting out of the drop zone. Unfortunately, um, it's a disappointing result from there. Eight points in it. They've got, yeah, they've got to pick up. And um, There's still a lot of, you know, games to play. You do think they need to start winning. Um, and to be honest, the bottom four in that division, probably, would say, John, before the start of the season, you expect them to be struggling down there. They're the teams that are doing it with the lowest sort of budgets. So they're going to do it. The bottom four would look pretty doomed in there. Just hoping Herne Bay can pick up some form. We know Kevin Watson. He'll be drumming into his players that you know, we can still do this. And uh, it would be a great achievement where they are. Um, having only won five games in the opening 31. You look at on paper, they've probably got to win five games out the remaining what, twelve games or how many games? Got thirteen games to go.
0: Eleven to go.
3: Eleven to go, sorry. So yeah, they've got to win half their games
0: to stay up, which is tall order when they've only won five out the first thirty-one. Yeah, this weekend they go uh, another tough game to Billericay, uh to Hernbay. Bay. It's Bowers and Pizzi against Cray Wanderers. Folks and Victor at home to the leaders, Bishop Stortford. Margate take on second from bottom, Carithian Casuals. And then on Tuesday night, it's Hern Bay against Horsham and Margate head to Potter's Bar. That just seems just weird. It's all about Cray though, John,
3: there.
0: I think it's one winning
3: five, one winning six. Yeah. We've to, we, really into about second or third place for a while. It shows how tight this division is. Um, and they're not scoring many goals as well, which is and I'm very unlike a, a Neil Smith side. So, um, yeah, I
0: don't know what's gone on there. Maybe they since need to he's... spend forty grand on a striker.
3: <laughs> yeah, that could be a that could be the way forward. But I don't think Cray have that sort of money, unfortunately. So, no. since he's since he's been sort of linked to the uh, uh, Maystone job, murmurs about that it seems to have gone off the boil a bit, Cray. But they've got Bowers and Pitsy away, and I'm sure they can get um, back on the horse with a with a win on Saturday.
0: Yes, that just leaves us with the Eastman League South East, which is a kent division of joy. Um, so it's a shame to have to leave it till so uh, till so long. But it was I did good say Saturday. earlier,
3: John, as well, of course, Arif and Epsley are going to be the um, Kent sides who win the leagues this season. But clearly, That's I'm pretty confident areas. one of our sides will win this one. <laughs> God knows who's, who's it going to be, but uh, I expect one of our Kent sides will be lifting the trophy in this division.
0: Well, it was a good weekend for Ramsgate as they beat VCD Athletic 2 1 on Saturday, while Chatham were held to a 1 1 draw by Sittingbourne and uh, Beckenham were beaten 2 1 at Chichester. Uh, the other results on Saturday Ashford United beat Littlehampton 3 2. Cray Valley PM beat Lansing 2 1. It was a 2 2 draw for Corinthian in their game at Hayward Teeth. Hythe won, Three Bridges won. Uh, Seven Oaks came from behind to beat Faversham 2 1. Uh, it was Whitehawk ended Sheppey United's long unbeaten run uh, with a 2-0 win uh, down here on the South Coast. And it got even worse for Sheppey United uh, on Tuesday night as they were beaten 4-1 at three bridges. While Cray Valley were 3-0 winners uh, over East Grinstead and one game on Wednesday night in Sevenoaks Town are up to fourth in the table after their 4-0 win at home to Little Ampton this evening. And, you know, they were down in the lower reaches, Matt, after their excellent FA Cup run. And we said all along that this is a better side than that. And look how they're going at the moment. Fourth in the table, they're eight points off the lead. You know, I'm not. I I think that might be maybe too far for them to catch up. But from a Kent as co-host of the Kent Only podcast, I look and see Ramsgate, Chatham, Beckenham, and Seven Oaks the top four in that division, and it puts a smile on your face, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, four wins on the spin for Seven Oaks It's amazing. Every manager we've spoken to in this, um, you know, the top end of the table, even Steve Lovell, um, Jamie Quinn, he was the manager, Jamie Coyle. Um, people I spoke to at Beckenham, everybody said watch out for seven oaks, haven't they? They thought they were a the good side. Back end of last season, the results they got on got them high up the table. Didn't really start league form from now, but now they're really finding their um, finding their form. I don't think you can take count them out the form they're in, John. Um, with a little bit nervous that Ramsgate, Chatham, Beckenham at the time, they've made the most of that. Eight points off the top. Nine games to go. I would have thought the people of of Seven Oaks thinking, "Yep, we've got a chance here to win this division. Or if not, we're going into form at the right time. Fantastic division, this absolutely fantastic. Every time I look on a Saturday, you think, "Blimey, that's put the cat amongst the pigeons." You check the um, the lead table. So um, and of course, don't forget over Easter, Ramsgate play Chatham and Beckenham. Chatham and Beckenham, the teams are playing each other. Seven Oaks. I think they've only got Beckenham to play around them. Could they be the side that sneaks in? The form side at the moment, as I say, everybody said they're one of the best sides they've played all season,
0: even when they were struggling. And it's fascinating because Sheppey United, uh, they've been going great guns. They've yeah. moved up into the playoff places. They've had a couple of defeats. They're now 10th. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to go through, that, there are between Seven Oaks in fourth and Sheppie in 10th, there are seven points, which is fantastic. Uh, at the other end of the table... Uh, Fabersham and Corinthian, it is looking pretty tough for them. It's 11 points for Fabersham and 10 points for Corinthian to the, to the teams above them. Sittingbourne have dropped back into the bottom four as well, despite their positive uh, result. But again, from Littlehampton in 11th down to Hayward Heath in 18th, seven points. This is an absolutely fantastic division. And, you know, going back to the 7 x thing, I, I just called up a, a chat from the archives that I had with someone back in the summer. And I said that I thought Seven Oaks were going to do very well. And the conversation was about another team uh, who are in the division. um, And I said that Seven Oaks will finish above that team. And I'm looking like I was on the money uh, with that one, because I think Harry Hudson's a great manager. Uh, He's got good connections that they've, you know, that they've got excellent players in there. They play lovely football as well. And, And, you know, I think it's, I think it's so good for, for Kent non-league football to, to see these teams, especially when you think, Matt, that when we started doing this show, well, I know it was nearly six years ago now, but Chatham, Beckenham and Sevenoaks, who are second, third and fourth in this division, were all step five teams when we first started doing this show. And now at least one of them is looking very, very likely to be in step three next season. And, yeah. and it's, it's it's fantastic how they, to see these teams growing and, and, and really doing everything so well. Uh, and, and it's great for Kent and only football.
3: Yeah, we, we, I think that they've grown as football clubs and they've grown into the community. Um, and in, in, in if anybody ever says anything that, you know, the football club is a sole entity and it shouldn't be part of the community, look at these football clubs because they're doing so much as well. And they're reaping the rewards on the pitch as well because people will come and watch, which means you get some more money and you, and you can get a better players. So fantastic. I have to say, there can't be more exciting divisions than the, the East South Southeast Division. Every week something happens. You think, "Ooh, are they going to do it?" Really fantastic division. I wouldn't care, you know. Ashford getting in the playoffs, winning it. They've lost it the last couple of times. Tommy Worrello knows what he's doing. Cray Valley picked up a great result. Yep. Yeah, there's it, going to be heartbreak for one of our teams. An absolute joy. I've got no way of, uh, of thinking who that will be at the moment. and I think you'll be a brave man if you tip in who you think is going to win this division. We're, we're about two games to go. We'll, well, maybe we'll have a guess, John. But Or maybe at the beginning of April, we'll guess that we should do that, shouldn't we? At
0: the moment. Yeah, go, get, get one of your spreadsheets out and we'll have, yeah. and we'll have a proper look, shall we? Yeah,
3: we'll see, I think that's it. I, I, at the moment, could go either way. Maybe on the 1st of April, we'll know um, who's going to be winning this division. Yeah, we shall see. Oh, I uh, just hope it goes to the wire because you know it'll, Ramsgate, Chatham and Beckenham. There'll be could be some huge attendances over Easter when these teams play each other.
0: They certainly could. This weekend it's Beckenham against Hythe, uh, Corinthian against Seven Oaks. Seven Oaks will be keen to uh, avenge their defeat earlier in the season uh, to Michael Golding's hoops. It's Faversham against Chichester. Uh, the leaders Ramsgate head to Lansing. Sheppey United take on East Grinstead, is sitting one against Cray Valley. Ashford head to Three Ridges and VCD take on Chatham Town. And then next midweek, uh Craig valley head to burgess hill hythe heads East Grinstead, and it's sitting born against chichester all of those games on tuesday night uh, as matt says what what a division that is and and do you know what if, if you are at a loose end on saturday if your team are playing away or you, you don't know what, what game to go to the eastman league southeast there are some really good players and some really good football teams knocking about it there so i would definitely recommend that you uh, that that you can if you can do you can try and get along to a game now. I, I personally would love to be getting along to a game, but I'm uh, I'm far too busy at the moment. Uh, but hopefully things are going to settle down uh, soon, and I'll be able to get back to covering a few more games for the Ken Only Podcast. Uh, that is it for the football chat. Um, I think it's been a really good show, actually, Matt. What, what else have you been up to? Anything exciting? Um,
3: no, I have I have got a thing on. Um, I had an um before John, when I told you. What, I went through when I got was with you I got a speeding ticket this time I've gone through a red light oh, nice. right right outside Folkestone in Victor's um ground at Cheriton Road uh, back in October you know when you get close you know, oh, I can do yeah. that but I'm clearly you're realizing that there's cameras on the traffic lights okay. and I didn't realize that until A I got the ticket through and B next time I went to Cheriton Road and looked out and said oh there's those cameras so on friday i've got an online course oh no to, so that's it so i i've had to take the morning off work and to do this but of course i don't have to take any points off my license which is um um an absolute bonus but uh yeah so that's an
0: exciting excitement uh, of this week really um so i bet when you fire up that online course you'll be thinking i really don't want to be here won't you yeah
3: yeah so yes i don't know uh, yeah Luckily, I have done a course before, but I think it, it, you can do them every three years. But this was probably nearly ten years ago. I did a course. But I yeah, mean, the, please
0: don't take this the wrong way, Matt. P- please don't take this the wrong way. But have you considered driving within the the laws, like not yeah. speeding, not running red lights?
3: Again, when when I was with you, I I got caught <laughs> because I didn't know it was, um, cameraed up. I suppose yeah. Context of that should be that I shouldn't go more than 30 miles in a well 40 in a 30 I suppose isn't it on that context but it's just one of that you know everybody's been there it, it was rushing through oh I'll make that but clearly I hadn't made it so
0: um yeah yeah i got there's no defense is there really no talking no. of driving actually I, I did the I said the most middle-aged thing I think I've said so far in my in my life uh because as I said last week, I've, I've been uh, hamstrung by some late night road work. So um, because of my my job situation, I, I'm often driving back um, from, from Tunbridge Wells where I, where I park uh, in the evenings, normally no earlier than, say, 11 o'clock. And um, last week and this week and I think next week, uh, the normal route that I take, which is the A267, there are overnight road works and overnight road closure. So there is a diversion, which I've looked at it on Google Maps and it's only a couple of miles further. And apparently it only takes three minutes longer. It feels like it takes about an hour more, you know, because I know the other road so well. But on Sunday night, when I was uh, when I was driving back home, the road was open. And, you know, I actually said to myself out loud, cool, what a treat. (laughs) To drive the way that I normally drive. I mean, that is just so sad at middle age, isn't
3: it? <laughs> wow, well, yeah, we're we'll getting to that age, mate. So you, it's the little things in life that make you happy, and clearly that made you happy, didn't it?
0: It, it, it did. I was, I was like, oh, you know, I was going around the the bit where it goes down to thirty one and I was like, oh, this is nice. You know, it's just oh, yeah, it was it was proper nice. Um, television wise, I uh, oh, will flag it up. Uh, Unforgotten is back. Uh, one of my favourite dramas. I've already watched the first episode. and Apparently the whole series uh, is available on ITVX, uh, which my mum has now got much to her delight. Um, but I so I'm probably going to try and crack on and watch a bit of that with my time off this week because I love that programme. Have, have you ever watched that? Yeah, yeah, we did like that one. Yeah, so that's we're on to better,
3: Um, we that's that's better. been penciled in to, to watch that. We're now on to um, we're watching better. So I've seen the first two yeah. episodes of better, so um, which is uh, quite interesting. Uh, we thought we mentioned this last week, another cop one. Uh, interesting to see where it goes. It will go, of course, the, 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 with, the,
0: with the uh, with two of the stars being on the front page of the papers this week as well, exactly.
3: Yeah, so um. um hmm it should be
0: uh an interesting part.
3: apart from that is there anything else i've watched uh oh, i'm you haven't got apple because i borrow my sister's apple account yeah i've got apple uh have you watched is it uh shrink switching the one with harrison ford very no. good very good no, it's just by the same people who do ted lasso um and the same writer the bloke who uh plays roy kent is one of the writers he writes ted lasso is it called shrinkage shrinking very good. I really, um, really would recommend it. Harrison Ford is fantastic, in it? Really good comedy. Very similar to Ted Lasso. So it's only half an hour episode, but I'd get on to Shrinking if I was you, John. That's, that's a
0: good recommendation. OK, I've also got one as well. Have you got Disney Plus? Yeah, we got them all, mate. <laughs> we them yeah, on. so uh, there's a programme on there called Extraordinary, um, which um, I'd, he- I'd heard a trailer for it on the radio a couple of times which didn't actually do it justice and then i watched the tv trailer of it and and it's a very it's like a, a sort of light-hearted uh comedy but everyone's got a superpower apart from the main girl in this program who hasn't got one right. uh and it's quite you know it's 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 really really clever we watched one episode of it on uh last weekend and we really really enjoyed it so that's definitely one that's on the list uh of things to watch extraordinary or extraordinary it's called what, what superpower
3: uh, would you like to have though john Oh, that's a great question.
0: Um, I
3: think so, are these quite... superpowers that they save the world and things like that or just
0: random. No, like things? just it's just like it's just like random things. Like one um, person um, can fly, one person can is just really strong. You know, there was a bloke who can duck out of the way of a puddle and stuff like that. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, they're not like massive like life-changing superpowers, but they're just powers, I suppose. Um, and I, I suppose, I. I do you know, I think a bit of invisibility would be all right. You yeah, know, yeah. so you could just kind of uh, listening on uh, an eavesdrop on things and people know where you are. Um, you know, there's one bloke I think you can rewind time by like a minute or so, which sometimes I think in life that would be very oh, handy, wouldn't it? That would, be, that, would, that would be good, wouldn't it? You that could go back cool. and, and put your brakes on just before you get yeah, to Cherry Road. Yeah, Pro. exactly. Oh,
3: God, yeah. That, that is a good Oh, that's all
0: right. Well,
3: maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at that and maybe think, um, what would my random superpower be? or should I be? So, hmm, interesting. yeah no, I'll, I'll have a look at that as well, Job. Yeah, but yeah, I recommend shrinking on uh, uh, on um, Apple TV because Ted Lasso is coming back. I think it's less than two weeks. Ted Lasso is back, so which which will be I think top it's of two my weeks
0: today. Uh Drive Bye? for drive two weeks today, I think. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, drive to Survive also back on Netflix. Um, and there's next week as well. Uh, the Luther movie is out and apparently yes, very good. Yes. yeah, um So I'll right. be looking forward to that. that and Ted also. Lassa. Uh, cinema recommendation as well creed three uh, is out this week which if you don't know is the well i suppose it's technically the ninth installment of the rocky series because we had rocky one to five and then we had balboa and then we've had creed one creed two and now this is creed three um so the and the first two creeds have been really really lovely films Um so i'm hoping to get to go and see that one uh, at some point too so before that i've got two uh, music events of of different uh, genres over the weekend uh, on Saturday I'm going to roll back the years um, to my uni days by watching the bands My Vitriol Hell is for Heroes and 100 Reasons who are playing the Hammersmith Apollo uh, and then on Sunday I'm doing something completely different miles out of my comfort zone uh, But uh, and people may not be aware of this but during lockdown uh, Gok Wan, he of uh, What Not to Wear and uh, Chinese Cookery uh, started doing DJ sets and uh, he is doing a live DJ show uh, in london on sunday and i'm going to it uh i'm going to be somewhat out of my comfort zone but do you know what you've got to challenge yourself every now what and then. what kind
3: of music um, does he play
0: well i'm Hit guessing pop, it's or? going to be sort of dance and uh house yeah. and yeah I, I i expect it to be quite a mix but i don't think there's going to be a lot of rock music in there if i'm brutally honest but do you know what no. i'm going to put my hot pants on and i'm going to enjoy myself so how
3: yeah. about that? well I've got well he yeah, has definitely diversified got one hasn't he so that he must be a brand because I I saw him. He was a chef, wasn't it? I didn't know he was now a DJ. So I'll
0: tell you what as well. That, that that was the freakiest thing that ever. That one of the freakiest things that ever happened to me uh, was there was a conversation about this about this gig, uh, which I had. I don't know if I had it on the phone or if I had it in person, but there was a conversation about this um that I had, and then literally the next time I went on my phone, there was an advert for it on Facebook. And I had, it must have been said in person because I was like, there's no way that that would have been picked up. I haven't texted about it or anything like that. It just goes to show that that Big Brother is always watching. But on the flip side of that, people get so bothered about things like that. I see people on Facebook saying, oh, yeah, if you, if you use a Tesco club card, they know what you're buying. And uh, they, people get hit up about the oddest things, don't they?
3: People are mad, mate, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. There, there I think, what
3: probably one of my superhero things if people are annoying me i would just sort of tell them mute them
0: <laughs> well. they, that's a that'd be a great superpower just and to- that, yeah there's, there's a, yeah, just take yeah. their, take their fingers off to get them off social media because I've, I've often said social media has given people a voice that that people who don't necessarily deserve a voice uh have now got that voice and i don't think they always use it and people are always bloody moaning that's the thing that bothers me you know you don't get people saying this is great i really love this nine times out of ten you get people just slagging things off all the time and moaning I just think, you know, social media has made us an altogether more miserable place. And, you know, when you're in a, a, a good place like I am at the moment, you kind of go in there sometimes. You think, oh, God, turn it in. Well, you? you know, life's what you make it. And uh, at the moment, life is pretty good. And I'm just going to finish one more thing. Uh, would you like to guess, Matt, the obscene name of what I've had to eat this evening? Um, no. What? Is it a meat? Two meats. Uh.
3: Uh, some sort of kebab thing is it I don't know I've got no idea
0: what I had for my tea this evening is called cock and ball. oh so you could, if you want to google that google away um I've cooked a few times and it's basically got chicken and, and beef in it and uh, it's yeah. really really nice it's actually from a, uh, a low-fat cookbook as well which is an absolute result so and I really enjoyed it and I've got it again tomorrow anyway we have prattled on for far too long now Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's show. Uh, We do really appreciate it, as always. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, at Podcast. On Facebook, search for Kent Only Podcast. You can also search for Kent Non League Football Chat, uh, which is the group that has been set up, and uh, a lot of people chatting in there as well. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's it's quite good to see people's viewpoints and kind of things that we, we can bring into the show uh, as well. I, on Twitter, I'm at John Pips81, Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, thanks to our two guests for their time this week, and of course, as always, thank you so much to every single one of you for listening to this week's show. We hope that you've enjoyed it, and we'll speak to you all next week on the Kent Only Podcast.
3: I'm off to mute, people.